Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So... Welcome in, Making the Green Fantasy Football Podcast. We've got Uncle Tony, Crazy Legs. What's going on? And we're here to talk a little fantasy football. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Welcome back to Making the Green Fantasy Football Podcast. Uncle Tony here with... The big man, Crazy Legs. What's up, Crazy Legs? Another much. We back. We back. We back. Well, tonight's a special night because we're talking about wide receivers. These are the sweet spot, the honey hole, if you will, of the fantasy football draft. And uh, these are the these are the guys that uh, you can stack them up, rack them up, and they're gonna make you some big points. It's a big group. So tonight we'll talk about our top thirty wide receivers and the tiers we've got for them. And then uh, tomorrow uh, tomorrow on our next podcast, uh, we'll be talking about uh, the next 30. Uh, those are guys are going to be your wide receiver threes and flexes, but they're still very important because, like we said, this is a big group and a lot of points can be had here uh, in in the wide receiver uh, wide receiver room. And uh, But before we get to that, we want to check and see if there's any camp news out there that's uh, that we need to talk about. Jake, what you got? Yeah, not a lot happening. Um, I know uh, for the listeners out there, we're recording these, uh, the previous episode, this episode, and then the next one, back-to-back-to-back days. So um, not a lot breaking in between these uh, recordings. But um, I know some things to mention are, um, I know Antonio Gibson, who we talked about uh, last episode, um, it came out today that he's practicing with the special teams groups right now. Um it's because I guess they like to use running backs at a, at a certain position because it's like pass blocking, so they should be good at it. But it's it's to note that he is all in special practicing with special teams, which was Brian Robinson's uh, role the previous practices. So they have now flipped basically. Um, he did take third team reps as well, but he also took first team reps. So look into it as you will, but it, it makes Gibson probably an even riskier pick. Um, and then Zach Wilson has successful uh, knee surgery. It was, as they predicted, um, not an ACL tear, which is good news. Uh, his timeline now is looking like a four- to six-week timeline, um, possibly ready for week one, but probably more likely uh, they're going to take it a little slow with him, him being a two-year uh, high draft pick. So he's looking more like week two and three could possibly be come back from that. And then uh, the only other thing to mention uh, the Seahawks did name Drew Locke the starter for this Thursday's preseason game against the Bears. He's been taking the first team reps this week, so as of right now, it's like Drew Locke is the starter for Seattle. Yep, those are uh, uh, those are good things to note. And I'll say this: uh, 
you know, Ron Rivera is known for punishing players who put the ball on the ground. And so, although it is interesting to see Antonio Gibson running with the running with the special team, I think that's just to let Antonio know don't don't put the ball on the ground. And I I don't know that I would read too much into that. Now, in two weeks, if we get to the third preseason game and Antonio Gibson goes back to catch a punt, then you can start worrying about it. But but for right now, I don't know that I put a whole lot of stock into that as far as value for him is concerned. Um, and I, I think the next question some of you guys might have is, well, hey, uh, Uncle Tony, today was cut day. How come you're not talking about all the cuts? And I'll tell you why. It's week one, dude. <laughs> Nobody cares who gets cut week one except for moms and girlfriends. And uh, so and, – and, and baby mamas because, you know, got to – Got to make that green, man. But uh, so uh, nobody else cares. So unless you were a real fan of Puka Williams and you were looking for him to be a breakout wide receiver for you, I'm sorry. He got cut today. So, um, uh, so, you know, don't worry about this first round. This it's the next it's the next round that really counts, uh, and that's when we'll start seeing as as Jake has predicted, uh, perhaps a, a player like Ronald Jones gets cut so that he uh, that takes him off that cap and he gets the opportunity to land with another team that needs him. So players like that, this next round of cuts will be will be pretty interesting to see what see what happens there. So um, don't worry about it; it's okay. And Puka's mom, we're sorry. Uh, He'll get another chance, I'm sure. Uh, but anyway, that's it. So, Jake, you ready? You ready to get into some wide receiver rankings? I'm ready. Let's do this. All right, all right, all right. So here we go. Wide receiver rankings, and <clears throat> want to talk a little more about our tier system again. Uh, this is PPR rankings, and so we these are ranked based upon uh, getting points per reception, and these guys get a lot of them. But really, got uh, these first uh, these first few guys. Our tier rankings are based upon. I had a, I had a question about this. Uh, tier rankings are really based upon what we see as uh, projected points and breaking those down. So last night, we, our last podcast when we were talking about uh, running backs and the and the tiers, <clears throat> a lot of that had to do with where those where those projected points were breaking, and they still break because of the situations that those those players may be in. So tonight when we talk about these tier breaks, it may be the offense that's not quite as big. They may not be the wide receiver one on that team. There's a few players like that. But we're breaking them by by uh, projected points. And in most cases, these players have a less than tw- – the, the players in a tier are less than 20 points apart between the top of the tier and the bottom of the tier, which really means a little more than a point – uh, per game during the season, and that's not going to be a big a big factor for you. So once again, we'll we'll give you more tips next week about where to draft in these tiers and and what kind of approach to take. But that's kind of how those tiers break down. So with that, we'll get to tier number one. Jake, I bet you can guess who's in tier number one. I've got three, and it's Cooper <clears throat> Cup, Justin Jefferson, and Jamar Chase. Now I, I think there's no doubt that uh, in that now I've heard some rumblings that there are some folks who believe Justin Jefferson is the wide receiver one, but I don't think there's any case you could make that around that there what how Cooper Cup is not the wide receiver one coming out of the class this year. 
Yeah, I agree. I think I think the people that are shooting for Jefferson to be the number one are doing that just because they don't believe a wide receiver's ever finished wide receiver one in back to back years. And so maybe you're just playing the odds. <laughs> but and Jefferson's not a bad pick, that's for sure. There's there's a reason he's also right behind Cooper Cup. Um been super, super consistent and a top wide receiver uh since he's only been in the league for two years, this being his third year. So he's gonna take a step another step forward being with Kirk Kirk Cousins again. Um, but yeah, Cooper Cup. I mean, there's not much more to say than the guy was a, a wide receiver one last year, 14 out of his 18 games. Um, that's just un, unreal. Um, so I, I still would be drafting Cooper Cup as the number one wide receiver for myself, but I, I agree with this tier. Um, you maybe put Jamar Chase below him just because of the how what he's going to have to share with that offense, but I do love the Bengals offense this year. Um, I think they showed it last year. Um, so I don't I don't hate Jamar Chase being in this tier. I definitely had him in tier two. Um, but I don't hate it again because he's a he's another freak athlete um that just can easily explode and you could see him being the wide receiver one at the end of the year as well. Um but Justin Jefferson finishing wide receiver six and wide receiver four his first two years, just he's already been doing it. There's no doubt that he can he can play in this league at a as a top three wide receiver. So I agree with this tier. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I'll say this, I, I do like Justin Jefferson as the two there in Jamar chase three. And the reason I separate Jamar is just because of the athletic ability. Now he, he is <clears throat> a true wide receiver talent. Um, and I think that uh, he has the opportunity at, when we talk three years from now, he may be uh, at the top of this list for an extended period of time. He has all the tool sets, but the biggest thing for me <clears throat> that puts just Justin Jefferson at two is third year wide out. And I know a lot of folks have said, well, that's really now a two year breakout. I think what you can show that it's still the third year wide out. We're still seeing improvement uh, in wide receivers. So we definitely with Justin Jefferson being his third year, we definitely could see that um, a little bit more of a buildup. Jamar Chase going into his second year, I don't know that we'll we'll still see that, especially with as you said the talent he's got on that team. So I think he's at a little bit of a detriment there. So, but I, I think over this next tier uh, tier two, Jamar Chase still has that athletic ability uh, that puts him ahead of the rest of this group. So that's why I put we have him up at the up at the top. Yeah, so yeah, just I, I would agree with that. Bigger ceiling, I would agree, higher ceiling. I would agree with that. Ceiling. I think I have Cup and Jefferson just on their own because in their own tier, just because these are the guys, and you'll I'll talk about it more in my tier two. But these are the guys that are seeing everything you look for to be the wide receiver one. There's nothing really yeah. bad going against them. They have the volume on their side, the athletic ability on their side, the just raw NFL talent and experience on their side. There's really nothing that you can really ding them on too much. Um, J- Jamar, you can maybe say he's only he's going to, going into his second year, but he's going to have to share with that team. I think a little bit as far as yeah. volume, and that's really like that's his knock. But he's he yeah. he is electric enough to for sure be in that tier one if you want to make that case. So yeah, and that's a very good point. And we'll we'll jump into this tier two because the um, the person we're alluding to that's Jamar Chase's nemesis is in this tier two. Um, uh, just barely, but he's there. Uh, so the tier two is, uh, and and I think that these next three, you can flip them, slap them, and rub them down. Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs, C.D. Lamb, uh, top of this tier, and then T. Higgins, Debo Samuel, Mike Evans, 
and just for shits and giggles, Tyree Kill. Um, I we put him in this tier because you know just because he's in Miami, we probably don't want to drop him all the way out of the first two tiers. <laughs> so, um, but very unique, uh, completely different types of of wide receivers in this second tier. But they all produce at a significant rate. Wide receiver ones. Um, I do want to, you know, for me, uh, I'll, I'll just say the one that I'm concerned about here. Um, Maybe actually Devonte Adams, but Jake, who do you have as your tops in this in this tier two? Um, I I like my tier two, and I I I think I disagree completely that T Higgins is included in this tier two. Um, if this is maybe an NFL wide receivers conversation and not a fantasy conversation, then maybe you have a case because he is a great wide receiver. But from a fantasy standpoint, I don't think he can put up the numbers that these possible these guys his ceiling is not where these not nowhere close i think to these guys um barring an injury to chase um because i mean he had a great year last year and he still finished uh i believe his wide receiver 22 um i don't foresee him even if that Bengals offense does take a step forward like we expect it to i don't foresee him moving into the top 12 which is where all these guys are going to be drafted and you project them to finish um but that's my case for T. Higgins. But I like the rest of these guys. I love Debo Samuel. He got his contract. They paid him, and they paid him. You, you can tell by the base on the contract. They paid him to continue to what he did last year. I still expect him to be involved in the rushing game. Uh, they're going to use him as efficiently as possible like they did last year. Uh, the key for him is to see how he meshes with Trey Lance, which is the only reason why I don't have him at the top of this tier. I think Devontae Adams, is, he's Devontae Adams, man. I mean, He's he's gonna get his. He he would be if he was in Green Bay, he would be in that tier one for me. Um, so the the knock for him is that he's with Derek Carr. I don't think that knocks him down enough to where we're not talking about him being the number three or number four wide receiver on most boards. Um, so I think he's Mister Consistent. He's a big body guy. He's just he's a number one wide receiver talent. Um, he's just got Derek Carr throwing to him instead of Aaron Rodgers. So yeah, so which can yeah. hurt you, but. Yeah, I, I agree there, no no doubt, no doubt. So um, your guy is Debo and Devontae. Mm-hmm. Okay. I And, you know, I, the thing about this tier, and I want to be clear about it, and we probably need to spend some time here. Yeah, let's you spend can some time. Really, these are good moneymakers. Um, these are where folks have started drafting tier two, tier three running backs, perhaps in front of you to try to get that um, – which is a very as a running back pool is much shallower than the wide receiver pool. But I'm telling you that that it, it is hard. You're hard pressed when you're looking at this group to say, wow, what do I, what, what I really don't like about this guy. And, and I'll honestly, I'll, I'll say something here about T Higgins. Um, I, I don't know that we'll have another six pack back bet here. I'm um, not know if I'm ready to go there, but you know, he's a third year wide out. We just talked about that. Uh, he has improved every year. Um, he did miss a couple of games last year, but um, he's gone from 67 receptions to 74 receptions. Uh, and, and so we, I think he's not being projected as high as maybe he should be. I think Jamar Chase, and this is even though I had him in the top tier because of his physicality, um, I, I, I think that um, Jamar Chase was uh, a little bit better fantasy-wise last year because of Joe Burrow 
just having to depend upon, hey, I know where this guy is going to be. That's not going to be the case now with T. Higgins because he's been with T. now for a year and a year in the offseason extra. And so Joe Burrow's not coming off of a knee injury. He he is having an appendix taken out, and uh, so he's missed a little time. But there was a lot of offseason work with T. Higgins. And so, I, I you know, his ADP is, is way below, and to your point, Jake, is way below the rest of this tier um, right now, he's a he's a um, projecting right now around three three oh five, which is I don't think it's going to be that low, but um, definitely bottom of the second, top of the first, and so that's pretty high for this tier. Um, but um, uh, man, I I like T. I, I think he's got some I I think he's got some real ability to break out this year coming out of this coming pack. If he's if he's the last one in your tier here, then. Uh, I, I think you could do well with him. Yeah, I think for me, it's just I I just don't see him. I think I think it would be it would be a totally different story if he was the wide receiver one on a different team, and you knew he was going to get his volume and were looking yeah. his way. I just think with him and Chase on the same team, and as of right now, the Bengals aren't a high pace of play team. They're not. They're Joe Burrow's not throwing the ball. 40 to 50 plus times a game unless they're truly down that much. Um, and I don't foresee that happening with this offense that often anymore. Um, so I just, I just don't see how he's going to have the sheer just even possibility like of, of volume of him putting himself with these guys. Cause I, I just don't see how, yeah. how he can score more than Mike Evans, Mr. Consistent. Hasn't been outside. Hasn't mm-hmm. been outside. Hasn't finished. Uh, as a wide receiver one in four years, um, still has Tom Brady. Debo Samuel was number yeah. two last year. Uh, CeeDee Lamb is an athletic freak and now the true number one for Dallas with a hurt wide receiving core. So huge volume coming his way. We're waiting for him to take that big leap forward. Um, Stephon Diggs, Devonta Adams, just veteran guys that have that can blow up and win you a week at any moment. So I just, yeah. I just, I just, I just don't, I just don't see that he's, I see a separation between them as tiers. I love him as a tier three guy, which is where I have him. Um, and I just, I just, I have a hard time drafting him in the third round as my potential wide receiver one or wide receiver two, knowing he's not the one for his team. Now it's it's yeah. tough because there's always at least one or two teams every year who's going to have two wide receivers in the top twenty four, which is great. I project it to be the Bengals this year, but. I just, you don't you don't feel confident about him, which is I think the difference between him and all these other guys in this tier. Yeah, and I'll agree with that. I I think for me, I think T is probably at the bottom of this tier as you rank him because of where you can get him ADP. I'm just saying that I think he's got a better chance of moving up the board than I think a lot of folks are giving him credit for. And it would not surprise me. It would not surprise me he finished higher than Jamar Chase this year, even though all, even though we've got Jamar Chase up at that high tier one. I I, I think as you look at Jamar Chase um, and and T Higgins, I, I don't I think you could possibly just put them in a as a toss up as far as as far as who's going to be the top wide receiver. But that's just me. Again, as I said, Jamar Chase probably the more talented. But anyway, I like I like what you said, and I mm-hmm. and I'll shout out here for the two. I mean, everybody in this tier I really like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stefan Diggs has really taken hold in the Buffalo offense and has an opportunity to be in the top three uh, wide receivers, maybe top two. He may be the guy that sits behind Cup if Justin Jefferson doesn't doesn't take off. And um, 
He's just there. He's in that sweet spot. And for me, if you look at wide receivers, there's a sweet spot between years four and eight where they really come into their own and are really superstars. Uh, when you get guys, and and this is where um, I'm a little worried about Mike Evans, you get outside that year eight, if if and a guy like Mike Evans, very touchdown dependent, um, and who <clears throat> starts, he gets a little nicked up. Uh, you know, he can't quite make it all the way. Um, can start his at at this age, which the ripe old age of is he thirty? I think um, twenty eight. Uh, 29 yeah 29 yeah he'll be, he'll 29, be 29 for the season. season yeah yeah and so uh, but it's there's a lot there's a lot of mileage on that and cuz for his first uh you know until 2019 he had only missed two games uh in 5 years uh, he was just Mr. Cons- and and the last two years uh, it hasn't mm-hmm. missed at all i don't i don't count the not playing the last week of the season yeah. as missing a game so um but still uh, just he makes, and I'll say this. Last thing I'll say about Mike Evans, he makes more points on less receptions than just about any other wide receiver that I've ever played fantasy football with. It, the, the guy, you know, when you're when you're scoring in the in the top ten four years in a row, and you 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 haven't even got you haven't even sniffed a hundred receptions, haven't even looked at it. And you're still in the top ten scoring. That's that's amazing. And so, um, you know, if Chris Godwin is available week one, um, I, you know, you want to say, oh, this is maybe Mike Evans' chance to really show out. It's going to be Brady's last year, whatever. And um, you know, he's looking for a contract to get out. But you just, I, I don't know. There's a reason Julio Jones is in town, and I think that's to protect Mike Evans and. Uh, Boy, if it, in a non PPR league, Mike Evans, you could argue about Mike Evans being a top five pick. Uh, oh, there's yeah. no doubt about it, just because of this the TDs he 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 uh, acquires. And uh, but but again, oh dude, just just love him, man. I just he's yeah. a great great one. So I I think you know, like I said, Stefan Diggs and. Um, and Mike Evans could really surprise this year as well. And I love, yeah. And I, I mean, I'm a huge Mike Evans fan. Uh, I, I honestly try to get to him every year because he never, he's never, um, he's never get. He's kind of like Joe Mixon of wide receivers, man. He's finishing up there every year, but yet he's never getting drafted in the first round, second round. <laughs> he, like, I think his current ADP now is early third. Like, give, give me that all day. But I think. Like just looking last two years, he's had 13 touchdowns in 2020, 14 in 2021. I mean, the dude is just a touchdown thousand yard guarantee. And then you said like they brought in Julio Jones, maybe as a little safety valve for, for Mike Evans. And that could be correct because they are banged up at the receiving core right now. I I expect them all to be healthy by the time that the season starts. Um, but my biggest thing for this now is Rob Gronkowski is not there anymore. Where are those red zone targets going to go? And those those receptions, so I could see some yep. going to Leonard Fournette, but I think when you get in that red zone, he's looking at one person, one person only, and that's Mike Evans, and the touchdowns show it. Um, so I I like him the most out of this tier as a floor, a very consistent okay. guy. Okay, well let's let's end this tier with I, I put him in here just so we could keep him tier two, and that's Tyreek. <laughs> show Hill, him some love, the yeah. cheetah, the cheetah, and um, you know he. 
I don't think if you if he was in Kansas City this year, there's no way, no way he's getting drafted at an ADP in the second round, late second round, um, and and at the bottom of the tier two ranking as far as projected points. But the move to Miami, uh, certainly Tua is no Patrick Mahomes, no matter what uh, the cheetah may say. Uh, he's just not, not him. But I'm a little scared of Tyreek, not only for the um, move to Miami, but the 111 receptions last year is going to be really hard to replicate. Now, maybe not when you say that Tua, it's going to be a dump-and-go kind of offense they've got down there um, in Miami, but they've already got a dump-and-go receiver down there in Waddle, and, and I don't think they had that in Kansas City. So, um, uh, you know – if he gets, I mean, it's hard to say he's not going to have double-digit touchdowns. Um, the dude, uh, he's been in, other than 2019 when he was hurt, he hadn't been out of the top 10 in in five years and never outside of the top 20. So I, it's hard to bet against him, but I don't see him having the ceiling that the rest of the guys in this tier do. Um, certainly, I, I think you're probably drafting him before we talk about T. Higgins or Keenan Allen, I think, and we'll talk about Tier Three with Keenan in just a second. But what, honestly, <laughs> crazy legs? What do you think about Tyreek in in Miami? Because I think this is going to be the talk of every draft out there. Yeah, I, I won't bring my Chiefs fandom into this conversation as best as possible. <laughs> um, yeah, so because to be honest, I had T. Higgins and Tyreek Hill both not in this tier. I have them in the next tier. Um, and again, that's just because I don't see them finishing as high of a ceiling as these guys. Hill more Hill has, Hill has a higher ceiling than Higgins. I think Higgins has the better floor, but I don't see Hill having. I don't think he gets close to being a wider the wider finishing as the wide receiver one this year. Or I think all the other guys we just mentioned actually have a shot at it. Um, Tyreek Hill, he's got so many things that just worry you. Like new coach, new offense. Jalen Waddle was a led led all. He broke the receptions record for rookies last year, um, so he's already getting those kinds of targets. He's a similar wideout. Um, no one is as no one is the cheetah, uh, but the right now the cheetah's getting the ball <laughs> thrown to him by Tua, who I don't trust to hit water if he fell out of a fucking boat. So I I just I just don't I just can't trust him. Uh, enough to be in that tier two for me, and for that matter, he's being drafted in the middle of the second round. Don't I don't want any of that. No, yeah. I think he's getting drafted yeah. based on name, and I don't get me wrong, he still has much of a athletic freak, electric player. But it's just there's too many new pieces, too many question marks for me to want to trust him at that ADP. If he were to somehow fall in the yeah. fourth round, and now you're looking at him as a wide receiver two for you after already getting two running backs, and you can maybe take that risk. Perfect. Give it that all day. But second round, I'm not touching him at all. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And uh, um, and so, yeah, I, I think there's – and we'll, we talked about it a little bit um, on our last podcast, but we, we draft for value. And I think T, uh, Tyree Kill in the, in anywhere in the third round is, is value. Anywhere in the second round, any, low, low second round, you're, you're getting him close to his ADP – Upper second round, you've spent too much, 
and you need to move on. And especially don't get caught. And there'll be too many running backs there, hopefully, for you to think about. Oh, you're gonna have yeah. Tyree Kill. But um uh but definitely if you're if I would say this, if you're in the top of a draft, which I'm I may happen to be in, in <laughs> one of our big leagues, um it is very intriguing if you go running back, running back, first and second round, and then Tyree Kill is there at the top of the third uh, for you to grab. That could be a really good start to a draft. So, are you taking uh, definitely? Are you taking Tyree Kill over Mike Evans in that scenario? No, because that's because I think my, like, right now, right now, Evans has a higher possibility of being there than Tyree. So, based on current ADP, see, and that's that's what that's my issue is. See, I'm showing Mike Evans at 208. And, well, no, this and is this is something for the viewers. We it all depends yeah, on what, yeah. what you trust, who who what you service, yeah, yeah, what service yeah. you enjoy and trust. So yeah, yeah, we're yeah, we're obviously yeah. using two different services here, so yeah. that that makes a difference. But yeah, uh, yeah but they're around that. So but yeah, but so there, it's a valid question. They're still right there. It's yeah. a valid question. And so what from what we've just discussed, yeah, I'm taking Mike Evans mm-hmm. over talking because of the floor. If I my first wide receiver. And this is I, this is a key, and I you you'll hear this on other podcasts, but I don't know why you would listen to any other podcast <laughs> but making the green. You'll hear this on TV. You'll hear this from anybody that says they're a they're a fantasy football expert. The killer of any draft is a high wide receiver that doesn't live up to potential that gets hurt and gives you zip zilch nada. Anything that you get from a wide receiver in the first round, he's they've got to have that floor. You've got to believe in that solid floor. You can survive, let's say, if you take um, Cooper Cup at 104 or 103 and he only gets 80 receptions for 1,200 yards and eight touchdowns. You know, that that's a decent year. And he, yeah. what if if he doesn't break a hundred, you're, you're gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. Right. But if he gets if he's out for a uh, half a year and he only gets sixty receptions for seven hundred yards and two touchdowns, you're toast. Mm-hmm. Right? You're toast. So that's where I'd say, yeah, I'm taking Mike Evans because I'm guaranteed of eighty receptions. I'm guaranteed of uh double digit touchdowns. And Tyreek, I, I don't know what I, I may get. Exactly, right? yeah. I don't know what I might I think, get. So. Yeah, I think it was – I want to say it was Matthew Barry that coined the phrase, and I could be wrong, but you, you sure can't win a draft in your first or second round, but you sure can lose it. Um, and so no doubt. that's – the first and second round guys are there for a reason, but they're there because more because they've done it before or their floor is so high that we trust them to be drafted up there. There's no point yeah. in taking a boom bust possible player in the second round unless you're feeling real risky. And I, I personally would uh, tell you not to do that. So, yeah, there you go. I'm with you. I'm with you. Well, that um, that carries out tier two. And I, that's great discussion. I, I like it. And, um, you know, you because you this is this is a very important tier, probably more important than the tier two running backs. I think I think so. because this is, you know, because if you get one of these guys at the turn, or if you're spacing yourself in the middle of a draft, you want you want one of these guys before you leave this t- uh, middle of the third round. You really want one of these guys. Um, so let's move to to um, the next tier, tier three, which I think these got these are the guys that hey they either once were or are have the opportunity to be in the top ten, but aren't quite you know some, something's something's an issue. 
And, um, and and so let me go through these. And this this tier gets a little bigger because, like we, we we've said, the wide receiver room is deep. Um, the running back room is shallow. The wide receiver room is deep. And uh, so uh, this one, uh, this tier starts, and I think this is a great uh, receiver, t- uh, Keenan Allen, then DJ Moore, uh, Michael Pittman Jr., A.J. Brown, Brandon Cooks, Cortland Sutton, Mike Williams, Deontay Johnson, and Allen Robinson. And I think you could entertain – if it were a better team, Jalen Waddle being in this tier um, uh, because of his ADP. But uh, he, you've got to be careful looking at him in this tier because of the guy we just spent 20 minutes talking about, Tyreek Hill. Um, he wasn't there last year. So um, so anyway, so I'm going to stop that tier right before we get to Jalen Waddle, and we'll end it with the big man, Allen Robinson. And so there is a hodgepodge of ADP in this in this tier. But the points is again the points is uh, what we're looking at here, and so I'll start up back up at the top, Jake. I know you got some love for this guy. Tell me, I think you're going to want to talk about Keenan Allen. Tell me, tell me, who do you want to talk about in this tier? I want to talk about, unfortunately, not Keenan Allen, but his counterpart, oh. Mike Williams. Um, and it's just because, golly, we've been we've been waiting for Mike Williams, man. We've been waiting for him to show up. We've been waiting for him to show that that freak athletic ability, that 6'4", 218 frame, that huge jumping, go-up-and-get-it ability. And we finally saw it last year. He got 16 games in, finished as the wide receiver 10 uh, with nine touchdowns. We've already talked about how electric and how high-scoring this offense is going to be, how high-scoring this division is going to be. I love Keenan Allen with – all of my heart, he is a Mr. Safe Floor. He's literally Mike Evans just with less TDs, um, high receptions guy, so you love him in a PPR league. He won't let you down. But Mike Williams' ceiling, I think, is truly an- higher than Allen enough that I really like him a lot more. And I think it's from the sheer ability. Like you, When you look at Keenan Allen, you can't say, I definitely could see him possibly being top five on the year wide receiver. But Mike Williams, I think, has that ability with the sheer upside of touchdowns and just the freak, the freak athleticism that he brings with that offense. And I foresee Justin Herbert uh, taking another step forward, being a high-scoring offense. So I love Mike Williams in this tier. And then uh, the other guy I want to talk about is the guy who you're fading and you want his counterpart, and that's Cortland Sutton. Give me yeah. Cortland Sutton. I, I, we, I don't want to bring ADP up too much as we're doing a tier show, but fifth round ADP currently. Oh, all day with the Russell Wilson wide receiver, my wide receiver one for the Denver Broncos. He's got the red zone frame. He's got the the, the big body. Um, again, I'm looking at guys in this tier that could finish as top five wide receivers. And you want those freak athlete guys that are big frame, big red zone targets, touchdown upside guys. Michael Pittman fits in that, but he has not a top 10 quarterback throwing him the football. Uh, and Matt Ryan now it is an upgrade from last year that's for that's for sure and so he's and he's getting more experience so I do like Michael Pittman Jr. in this tier but with Mike Williams and Cortland Sutton both I think average ADP right now as fifth rounders all day I'm targeting them in this tier okay well I let's hear it let's hear it (laughs) I am going to disagree with you 
wholeheartedly uh, for those those two picks. And I, I have already talked about how Jerry Judy, I think, is the better athlete there and the better wide receiver. And Russell Wilson is going to go to him more often than he does to Cortland Sutton. It, and but that's why he's in this I'm, tier, right? Oh, wait. <laughs> he, wait, he's not, but he, he's close. He's close. Um, but, uh, uh, but I really actually – um, I I want to I want to talk more about Michael Pittman and Mike Williams mm-hmm. because if what you're saying is you would you're talking about Mike Williams being higher up this list than than Pittman and I've, I I want to talk about this for a second so Michael Pittman again third year wideout breakout breakout candidate um, not that he wasn't last year uh, finished outside the top fifteen just barely. But um, 88, 1082, and six. And I'm going to bring up a stat here that, folks, if if you're if your stat uh, junkies, targets are a great stat to look at. And I want to talk about targets here for just a second with Michael Pittman and Mike Williams. So Michael Pittman last year had 88 receptions on 129 targets, had six reception touchdowns. So so six touchdowns is pretty low. Uh, for a guy of of his size, and I think that's where we're going to see a little bit of improvement from that. But 88 receptions for 129 targets. Now I'm going to turn back over here to my my buddy Mike Williams, <laughs> and and that's in his second year, right? So we we're seeing I, yes, progression. I understand. So let's go to Mike and and Mike Williams. 129 targets, 76 receptions. Okay, nine touchdowns. So now. He got a few more touchdowns, which pushed him up to the top 10 rank. But he still he, – this is his fifth year. And as you said, he's finally finally had the 16 games. He's hit his stride. Well, I think his stride is 129.76 and 11.46. I don't see where Mike Williams is going to get any better than he is from last year. And that's why I think that, for me, I think Mike Williams is who we thought he was. And I think Keenan Allen is who we thought he was, and they're at where they're supposed to be. I just don't see this progression that folks are talking about with Mike Williams, and I disagree with that. I'm not saying he's a bad wide receiver. I think he's a great great wide receiver, too, for you uh, on your team. And at the ADP, that's a great place to take him. Don't take him with Keenan unless you're best balling and you've got Herbert. But um, uh, that's a great stack. We talked about this being a very stackable team. Yeah. But I'm taking Michael Pittman every single time before I'm taking Mike Williams just because of that, that, that wide receiver one mentality that Pittman has and the fact that he's making more from his targets than Williams is, and he's on the upside. I think Williams is plateaued, and this, he's where he's at. This is Mike Williams, what we saw last year. So you, you – you're, you're you're reading off these stats, and I, all I'm thinking is this is proving my point, not yours. Like Mike Williams had more yards and more touchdowns on less receptions, same amount of targets, and then who who is the better quarterback, Matt Ryan or, or Justin Herbert? Well, um, Herbert is the who Herbert is who, the better. Who's, better who's going to score more points, the Colts I'm, or the the Chargers? Uh, who's who's going to be in ho- more high scoring games than than anyone else? The AFC West is is the answer. That and actually, I think I heard a stat today on uh one of my favorite podcasts, other podcasts is I think the AFC West right now the current like over unders they have 
more than 50% of the 50 point total games, <laughs> um, 50 plus total point so, games. I mean, everyone yeah. is rejecting these high scoring games. And so, so I, I agree with you. I just don't understand how, saying. I think how you're, you're saying Pittman is above Mike Williams. I think you're missing the, perhaps I did not properly <laughs> communicate my point. Allow me you, to retort. You think Williams doesn't take a step forward and you think Pittman does. I think who was Mike Williams quarterback last year? Justin Herbert. What offense did he play for? The Chargers. You think you think cuz there's no What what div- wait 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 <laughs> okay, wait. Okay. What division were they in? AFC West. AFC West. So if I, those are the numbers I'm projecting for Mike Williams, nothing has changed for Mike Williams. That's where if you're projecting him to be higher stats than he had last year, I disagree. Who was Michael Pittman's quarterback last year? Awful Carson Wentz. Awful. Carson Wentz. Did the did the Indianapolis Colts make the playoffs? No. no. They were a terrible team. How many years has Michael Pittman been in the league? He was in the year two. This is third year. As a second year wideout, he had 129 targets from Carson fucking Wentz. <laughs> and he got 88 receptions off that where – Mike Williams, on the same number of targets, only had 12 less receptions. So I'm telling you, Pittman's catching one more ball a game. Now, when he finally gets a quarterback that can get him the ball in the red zone, I think he's got the progression to be a double-digit uh, double digit touchdown guy and maybe even have 135, 140 targets. And if he has 140 targets from Matt Ryan, that's 100-plus receptions. And that's where I'm saying – Based upon last year, I see Pittman moving forward. I don't see Mike Williams moving forward. Not that Mike Williams isn't a bad pick. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that in this tier, if you've got a choice between drafting Pittman and drafting Williams, you need to draft Michael Pittman. I I guess I disagree, um, and, and we'll, <laughs> we'll probably just have to leave it at that. I mean, I mean I'll mean, i take right, Mike Williams, six. who had two number one wide receiver finishes in two weeks last year. Michael Pittman didn't only did get close once. Okay. And I'll, and I mean it's the freaking AFC West. Who is who is Pittman play and, so and this has come to us so two things. So first, okay, is this another six pack bet? I say Michael Pittman finishes ahead of Mike Williams. I, I will take ranking that, I will take that bet. Because you're you're, okay. you're you're get the administrator. Yeah, tell the admin. Because you're cause you're basing all this on oh I see one guy is gonna improve more than the other, essentially. Yeah. Even though Michael Williams is one starting guy's gonna higher. improve, and who else? Who else is Matt Ryan gonna throw to besides Naheem Hines, who we talked about? That, last and that night. is the one thing I give Mike Pittman over Mike Williams is that he he is I, the the sole target guy there. But and, but I think yeah. but I think I think Herbert's gonna have that many more attempts than Ryan that it makes up for it, which we saw last yeah. year. Because because <laughs> oh, what changed? Well, what who who else was there besides Pittman last year? Then wide receiver, tight end wise. I'm just I'm just saying. And so I mean, yeah, I mean I I exactly. I, there's no more Ty. Uh, yeah, All Matt Ty, Ty, Ty was not Ty, Ty was not a. Uh, he did not affect Michael <laughs> oh, Pittman. Last Mo'Ally year. Cox. Yeah. Well, oh, he's Mo'Ally well, he's Cox. Still he's still there. Got so anyway, and anyway, and, also, and yeah. the, the very sorry, the very market. Yeah, but the very last thing is you can take Michael Pittman because you guess what? You can draft <laughs> Mike Williams around later. 
So, that, and there's nothing wrong with that. I I don't disagree with that at all. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. I just say don't draft Williams before you draft Pittman. Pittman's going to end up higher than than Mike. He already Williams. he already he already is being drafted higher, a whole round higher. So I will take Mike Williams but all day. He's going to finish. I, I understand. Okay, we're right. moving on. <laughs> Move. We're moving on. I'm not. We're not even going to talk about Cortland Sutton. That's fine. Um, I'm tired of. But one guy, I will say this. Uh, two guys in this tier that I think are very interesting and a guy that the Rodney Dangerfield of the wide receiver core, Brandon Cooks. Mm -hmm. No matter where he's been and no matter what he's done, as long as he doesn't have a concussion, he is is a top 12 bank, right, in PPR. Uh, It's just amazing how consistent this guy is from a PPR standpoint. Um, And so in that that fifth round, and – Mike Williams is one of these. I'll admit it. There's some good value wide receiver in the top of the fifth round. So if you're if if you're in the top top half of the draft, you know there's some good wide receivers to be had in that fifth round with um, uh, with Cooks uh, and um, Mike Williams if you can get him there and Cortland Sutton. uh, uh, You know I I think that's decent value there. uh, Although I I'm. Not as big a fan of Cortland Sutton. I am going to say at that ADP, it's good value. But mm-hmm. um, I just think there's too many questions. But Brandon Cooks is is a, is the Rodney Dangerfield. And the other guy to talk about here uh, is A.J. Brown. And it's it, it it's such a question mark. I mean, he, he's got a high ADP, but he's not projecting. I don't think he's projecting stats as high as his ADP uh, supports. I could be wrong because, you know, Ryan Tannehill, not that he was – he's not a bad quarterback, but he's not necessarily a good quarterback. And and that offense was built around a, a huge Goliath of a running back in Derrick Henry. And and so now he's going to a team <laughs> who's based upon this huge Goliath of a quarterback running the football. Yeah. Jalen Hurts is not a Goliath. But that's where the offense runs. He sure through. squats and so, like and, one. And <laughs> sure <laughs> – and we'll talk about um, a, a guy I really like late in drafts um, that I think is really going to bogart uh, some catches from AJ Brown. That's Devonte Smith, but um, but still, can AJ be this guy that deserved that 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 contract? And I just don't know. Not I I, I don't believe in him. Where in the third round, I, I'm just not there. I, I would feel I more I would feel more comfortable with with Mike Williams or. Our man, our my, our man Deontay Johnson. Um, you know, we didn't haven't talked about him, but I, I, you know, another solid solid pick with a good lord who's going to throw him the football, and it they're all better than Ben Roethlisberger. So, um, you know, so you got to like that. Yeah, I I agree with everything you're saying. Um, love Brandon Cooks. He's always a value in drafts every year. He always overperforms from where you're drafting him, and for some reason, he's never never gonna it's never gonna change somehow. Um, so he, he and Mike Evans again are some guys that I, I typically get every year because they're, they're letting me have them. And so, um, I, I love Brandon <laughs> cooks. Um, I agree wholeheartedly with AJ Brown, his current ADP being a higher third, maybe a, a mid third, maybe sometimes even a low second. Again, we're right in that range where we just talked about Tyree kill and Mike Evans guys. We have one to two tiers above him. Um, so I just don't want any piece of AJ Brown, uh, this year, it's a new offense, new system. Just 
he got paid. He made that green. Good for him. But unfortunately, eyes don't foresee him living up to that average draft position. I think you're drafting him at his ceiling there, which you just don't like. Yeah. Uh, so now, but yeah. as a tier as a tier standpoint, I think I agree with him being in this tier. He belongs in this tier. But from an ADP value standpoint, it's just not there. Um, and right. then uh, Deontay Johnson is PPR machine. He is Keenan Allen for the Steelers. Um, and I agree, like they got an upgrade at quarterback from, <laughs> even though it is Mitchell Trubisky. Um, so um, I agree with that. And then uh, one, some guys. So then moving on to some of the guys we haven't hit on in this tier, and I'll just do. I'll be real quick because I know we want to get some more guys later on. But DJ Moore, talk about Mister Consistent, but just can't get over the hump when it comes to who's throwing him the ball, and he just can't get over. He can't get over <laughs> that hump for touchdowns. That's usually that's like the main thing that's holding him back. When you look at his stats, I mean, he's he's. I believe. Um, I think I'm pulling it up right now. He's always he's had over 1,100 yards the last three straight years, but he's never had over more than four touchdowns in a year. I mean, he he, he is literally finishing as a, a wide receiver two on receptions and yards alone. And so, I mean, if he can just take any kind of step forward, I think a healthy Christian McCaffrey will help him a lot because you hope the ball moves yeah. more. They're more in the red zone. He can get those red zone targets, hopefully, because um, he's, he's a guy that I just – I think it's a good story because you I, you want him to succeed because he just hasn't gotten that chance yet. If he can even get close to double-digit touchdowns, I think he's a great value in this tier. Um, and I think Baker Mayfield, oh, yeah. I think Baker Mayfield possibly could be his his best quarterback he's had his career. And d- the dude, in this I guess this speaks more to him. The, you just feel like he's been around forever. This is this is only his <laughs> fifth year. Um, He's, tw- yeah. he's only 25, yeah. so it's kind of crazy when you think yeah. about DJ Moore. So I, I like him a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and, and again, this is a solid wide receiver too, and yeah. we don't say much about him. And, and I, I, it's good that you brought him up because here's a guy that's been a wide receiver too for three straight years. And if you've got – if you've already drafted your uh, a, a, run, a wide receiver, two running backs and a one wide receiver when you come to this guy – uh, and man, it's perfect, I and mean, it's a great fit. And that's in the fourth round. If you're in the fourth round, and, and for some reason DJ Moore is still there, and he, you better be in the top of the fourth. Um, man, what a grab! Yeah. Uh, but he's he's kind of sliding a little bit because of Baker. And, and again, if he can catch 93 balls from Sam Darnold mm-hmm. at Al, he can um, he can he can catch 93 balls from Baker Mayfield. I agree. So, um, I, I and I and that's a great point on CMC. If CMC's there, a lot of flow goes exactly. that way, but also the offense. But the offense also moves the ball much, much more, and he has exactly. more. He has more red zone yeah. opportunities. So good deal, good deal. I'm yeah. with you. One last thing on this tier, and it's it's not anybody specific. It's more of just a comment. Like I know this is supposed to be a ranking show, tier show, not a, maybe a draft uh, strategy show. But you're see if you if you've been paying attention. You'll you'll notice that we keep talking. A lot of these guys have we like a lot high upside guys could finish top ten, top five even maybe depending on who we're talking about. And all their ADPs are around the fourth round, fifth round, sixth round, and it, it correlates to what I said I think last episode where this is kind of those rounds I called. I'm look, you're looking at like that dead zone of running backs where. If I'm yeah. staring down the barrel in the fourth round, I'm hoping I have my two running backs already, which is what I'm going to try to do unless the draft just somehow doesn't fall that way. Yeah. But because if I'm staring at a Michael Pittman in the fourth round as opposed to maybe 
like a James Conner or some of these other guys. Um, and maybe he's even gone already. I'm not, I can't remember now, but I, I just love the upside of these wide receivers in all of these rounds way more than the upside of any yeah. of these running backs that are left here. Yeah. That's why I, and we'll talk about this later. I think this year more than any other year, the decision you make in the second round is going to be critical for your draft. I There's agree. no doubt about I agree. it because there's some depth behind it. So, all right, well, let's move, uh, let's move on from, uh, from this tier uh, and and we didn't talk about him, so we'll, I'll go ahead and put him in this final tier. <laughs> we're going to talk about for this podcast, and so we'll start up at the top. And I, these are guys I think there's some significant um, question marks about, and um, and that's uh, but still great value. So we've got Jalen Waddle, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Chris Godwin, Michael Thomas, Amari Cooper, Terry McLaurin, Marquise. Hollywood Brown, Adam Thielen, DK Metcalf, Jerry Judy, and Christian Kirk. And I'm gonna stop before Darnell Mooney gets in there because I know how much Jacob hates Darnell Mooney. So um, I don't want to include him in this in this tier. <laughs> we'll talk about him on the next one. But um, so so Jacob, that's a deep yeah. deep one. Let me roll over it again. Waddle, uh, Amon Ra. I like just saying Amon Ra rather than Saint Brown. Yeah. But does do you know who his brother is? Right, I do. It's is it equanimous? Equanimous. Yeah. Equanimous. Yeah. That must have been fun around the Thanksgiving table, I can uh-huh. tell you that. Um, but so we got Waddle, St. Brown, Godwin, Thomas, Cooper, McLaurin, Marquise Brown, Adam Thielen, Metcalf, Judy, and Kirk. It's a deep uh, it's a deep tier. You can reach into this and get some solid wide receiver twos out of it. I think you passed up where you think it, one of maybe a couple of these guys could be uh, a wide receiver one if they come back to glory, um, but or or have a significant breakout. But in most cases, there's a cap on a lot of these guys from getting to the wide receiver one ranks, and you're looking at can I get a wide receiver two value out of a wide receiver three? So that's the way I look at this tier. And so we'll start, Jake. Who's in that group of ten? Or eleven with Jalen Waddle in there. Who's your top three in this tier? Uh, I would definitely have Waddle at the top, just from a sheer floor perspective. Um, and he's he, now this is the key difference. He's being drafted multiple rounds, probably ahead of anybody else in this tier, um, as he should, mm-hmm. because I that I like him the most out of this tier. But it's just from a sheer floor standpoint, and it's just weird how I have an opposite a fe- opposite feeling about Waddle than as I do Hill. And I don't know if that's just because he's been there. He's already been there a year. And it's a new system to him, but he's been with Tua already a year. He's been uh-huh. in the, he's going to grow in the NFL, being going from that rookie stage to a, a sophomore. And he's got a much lower ADP. So I think that's why, why I have a different opinion on Jalen. Um, we didn't talk about him last year, but that's fine because I actually don't have I wouldn't have put him in that last year. But Allen Robinson I actually have in this tier. Uh-huh. Um, and that's just because what a roller coaster of emotions do we have with Allen Robinson? Um, cause <laughs> okay. my, my goodness, I mean, I just, to go, to go from the wide receiver 11 and 12 to then 86, uh, I just don't know what happened. Uh, but yeah. anyways, um, I, I, I love, I love the Rams offense. So I, I could easily see him bouncing back to being a wide receiver two this year, but I think in this tier, if you're not going to talk about Allen Robinson, you do want to put him above that. For me, it's Waddle. Yeah, I think Jerry Judy, and then DK Metcalf. Because if if Drew Locke is is going to be the starter for this team, 
I think he's gonna be target. He's gonna target DK tons. It just he's gonna just shoot him like Megatron. I feel like, and he's gonna he's gonna throw it up because that's what Drew Lock does. He just throws it up, and so we, it's either intercepted or not, <laughs> and that's fine. So I think those guys have the biggest upside of this tier. I agree with that. I, you know, we sh- we we did leave Allen Robinson kind of out of the conversation in that upper tier, and but he was at the at that that lower of that tier three. But yeah, it, it this gets to where do you want? Do you have more confidence in a in a wide receiver that is the number one target for an offense that maybe is not as powerful, or do you want the wide receiver two for an offense a top ten uh, style offense? And we talked about that with T Higgins and. Jamar Chase, we're talking about now with Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson, uh, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Those are high-powered offenses that you're looking at. And say, okay, yeah, we need to. I, I don't mind getting a, getting a couple pieces of that, mm-hmm. and so um, so that's where you where you go to. Now, I you know for me, I, I'm going to go the opposite, and well, uh, I'm going to uh, two names that I, I think you need to completely stay away from as far as ranking them to the top of this tier. Um, and that first one, I may have said this earlier, is Amon Ross St. Brown. When we went through the, the Lions, I, I just think, again, his numbers were that of opportunity, and, and, and they're healthier this year. And as much as I'd like to believe that Amon Ross St. Brown was drafted there to be the guy, they've still got a couple of other uh, wide receivers in that room that were also there drafted to be that guy, DJ Chark and uh, Quintez Cephas. And nobody's thinking about Quintez. But um, he was on the rise before he got hurt last year, and I, I think that he's he's got a little more experience than Amon Ra. So I see Amon Ra having a having a fold back. So I'm I'm really for me when I do my final draft rankings, I'm probably dropping Amon Ra out of this tier and bringing him out. But again, like I said, we're we're doing this on projected points, and certainly that's where they've got him. But uh, so I, I'm bringing him down. I'm, the other guy is Amari Cooper. And and I know, Jake, you and I have talked about Amari. Um, I think he was underappreciated in, with Dallas uh, for consistency. Mm-hmm. But I, if Deshaun Watson is out six games or ten games, any games, I, I just don't see Amari Cooper even breaking the top 24. Um, Cleveland is where wide receivers go to die from a fantasy standpoint. Yeah. And we, we saw that happen with um, – uh, Odell Beckham, um, we saw it happen with Jarvis Landry, um, and so it's it's a tough place to be a wide receiver one, and uh, and so um, I'm really dropping Amari Cooper deep here, especially with us having the expectation of of um, uh, Watson being out at least six weeks, maybe ten, maybe the full year uh, if they'll ever ever get done with that and i unfortunately went on a rant about that on another <laughs> podcast that i do and uh but but i won't bring it up here so that's that's what i think but i, I for me i i think there are two names that i'll also say that could skyrocket out of this tier and then based on how they they respond from injuries and that's chris godwin and michael thomas and and so if if you're if if you take that chance if you've drafted right and have the opportunity to take a chance in the fifth or sixth round and these guys stay there, um, that's why we'll talk about how how it's important to do mock drafts. Um, is it, if you can get one of those guys, and I wouldn't take them both because that you're, you're doubling your risk factor there. But I think if you get one of these guys and they're healthy 
if Chris Godwin is back week one and Tom Brady is back and Mike Evans stays healthy, uh, Godwin is an 80, 80 reception, 6-8 touchdown, 1,100-yard guy, and that is not this tier. And so, um, you know, I, I think you're really um, you're really looking at some solid numbers here of him jumping up and being an 80 plus reception kind of kind of guy, and which puts him at the very top of this tier, if not into the into the other one. And so, um, puts him cl- getting close to wide receiver wide receiver one. And then Michael Thomas, look, if 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 he's if he's even 80 percent of what he was. I, we haven't seen a player, a, a wide receiver, come out and do what he did for a two-year period. Um, you know, early and again, I, we say only twenty-nine, and it, to me, it's not the it, it's not the years here; it's the number of seasons. And so, truly, he hasn't played a full season since twenty nineteen. So, twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one, he's played seven games. Now, you could say, well, that means that something. Is wrong, and I'll say to all you, all those folks out there who drafted him number one or number two back in 2020, fear not, you won't have to do it again. <laughs> but if if he does, let's just say he, like I said, 80 percent of 149 receptions. Jake, you're the guy with the physics degree. What's 80 percent of 150? Oh gosh, don't put me on the spot like that. But uh, <laughs> I don't. I'm gonna say 120. I think it's 120. Uh, okay, we'll take 120. Who have we talked about anybody other than Cooper Cup having 120 receptions? No, we haven't. Not so. There are guys, there are guys that get close, but not. Yeah, not like Cooper Cup. So, yeah. so to me, if if I'm making one risk, if if I'm making a risk in a draft right now, um, it's that I'm going to try to get Michael Thomas in round six or round seven, and 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 say boom, because there's just there's. From a physics standpoint, no reason for him to be in this tier other than – but from the unknown, I think it's there. And he may have lost more than 80% of his steps. If he's at 50%, then then it's an issue, and he is in this tier. But we'll see what happens. Because Jameis Winston is 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 not a slouch of no, a quarterback. No, he's capable. I mean, he's capable. He is capable. He can sling a football. Now, he's going to throw four interceptions a game, but still, as a, as a fantasy player, we don't care. Yeah. Um, I think we don't care. We're the honey badgers. We don't give a <laughs> shit. Right. You know, we're we want him to throw the ball. Yeah. So uh, I really like Michael Thomas in this. In yeah, this team. I love you, bringing up Michael Thomas. Uh, I I am one of those that ha- was fortunate enough to have Michael Thomas in Dynasty when he had his awesome year, and then now I've I've been unfortunate enough to have to weather the storm of just holding him because his value dropped off a cliff um, in Dynasty. But so- but I love him this year. Huge value. Huge upside. I mean, we've seen we've seen, uh, and there's it's a different style of play. I feel like, but we've seen wide receiver ones come out of uh, Jameis Winston offenses with Mike Evans, who we just got done raving about. A uh, little different style of play between Michael Evans and Michael Thomas, uh, but I think Michael Thomas uh, is. We're finally hearing those positive reports out of camp about he's going to be ready to go week one. We weren't getting that last year. It was always going to be a question mark. I think he, I think he is gonna be ready to go week one, and he's just got that upside ability that not a lot of these guys have in this tier to truly finish, especially in a PPR league, to truly finish as a solid RB or wide receiver two, and possibly even a wide receiver one. Um, and I think that Saints offense, mm-hmm. you can say what you will about maybe Alvin Kamara 
taking a step back finally this year. And But they brought in Chris Olave. They brought in Jarvis Landry. I think this offense is going to be able to move and put up points. And Michael Thomas is still the red zone guy there. Um, they Adam Troutman is probably the only guy that can maybe – uh, be considered another red zone target in that offense because it sure isn't going to be Chris Olave and Jarvis Landry and, or Alvin Kamara. Um, so I do love Michael Thomas a lot at his current value. Um, and so I, I, yeah. I like that you brought up some guys that maybe you should be a little um, stay away from in this tier possibly. Um, and one I want to mention as well is I'm not big on Terry McLaurin this year. And I think, I think I'm just fading the commander as a whole. Uh, I don't I don't trust that quarterback whatsoever in Carson Wentz. I don't think the division's gonna require them to to, to score a lot. Um Terry McLaurin, I think, is a great wide receiver, but unfortunately he was more of a, a boom bust guy last year with a better quarterback that I that I thought. Um I just don't like that he's his current ADP is in the fourth round, and so I'm I'm probably not gonna have any Terry McLaurin this year, um, just from a sheer trusting standpoint. Um, from a tier based standpoint, he probably could be in this tier, but I, I mean, I just don't get good vibes from him. I don't think, I just don't, just don't like him. I guess at at his current value and his current position. So I would be staying away from Terry McLaurin this year. Yeah, and and, and you know, we discussed a little bit about Mike Williams and how he is who he is. I think Terry McLaurin is who he is, and folks keep looking at Scary Terry has got to get better. But he's ranked 24, 20, and 24 in his first three years. You didn't see that big progression that you see a third-year wideout. Now, again, hasn't had the type of quarterback play that you would hope for. I don't know how you would think it's any better with Carson Wentz. So um, I, I don't know how you would not give this guy as anything but a borderline wide receiver two, top-tier wide receiver three. And that's – that's kind of where we are here in this tier, but certainly wouldn't bring him up out of this tier. And I certainly think that his ceiling is very limited for you to see any kind of rise out of this. And we just talked about three or four guys there that we think, you know, Jalen Waddle, Michael Thomas, Chris Godwin, um, and uh, that, that could kind of raise themselves out of, of this, of this tier. And so I, those are guys that you want to get, I think before, Terry McLaurin and Terry McLaurin has got a you know late fourth round ADP right now, which is uh, which is significantly before Allen Robinson. Uh, I am letting I am letting Scary Terry go and waiting for Allen Robinson there. So um, I'm with you. I'm with you on McLaurin there. One guy, a couple of guys that um, I want to just mention real quick uh, because again, there's something there's something going on with each and every one of these guys. Um, Christian Kirk made the end of this tier, so we could possibly talk about him being in the, the tier after that. It's it's really close break there. You could have brought three or four guys up into this tier or dropped um, Kirk down into it. But um, new team, signed a, signed a contract to be the wide receiver one. Just because the contract says you are doesn't mean you are. And uh, uh, But it, it's a very thin room there, so certainly could be that. Um, so Christian Kirk again, I think has some opportunity in the backside of your of your draft, and he is a very a very late ADP in this in this crew. Um, but um, Jerry Judy, we talked about. I think uh, I I personally think he's the better of the two uh, wide receivers at Denver. 
certainly you can bring it up to go either way. But the value that you get with Cortland Sutton going at 5.06 and Jerry Judy going around later at 6.06, I don't think there's that much of a difference. And Judy, I think, has has the opportunity. And then um, Marquise Brown moving to a new team. Uh, if As long as he's not behind the wheel of a Ferrari or a Lamborghini yeah. or whatever, whatever that was he was traveling at that speed, uh, I think if he'll stick to speed to the field – um, there, there are opportunities to be had in Arizona. Uh, because as as Crazy Legs mentioned, you got to score points in the AFC West. You got to score points in the NFC West. And with and they're paired uh, up together this year. Yep. Oh, that's right. And oh man, so uh, DeAndre Hopkins out for six games. Christian Kirk uh out somewhere else. Um, uh, you know. You're you're competing with Zach Ertz, AJ Green, and Rondale Moore for targets in that in that offense. And depending on what you listen to us about, uh, maybe James Conner. But um, uh, but still, I think uh, Marquise Brown has a tremendous opportunity to 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 be a, a a solid wide receiver too and break out of this of this tier. Uh, so. I like that. And then, again, we, we've already talked about DK Metcalf and the changes that are going on in Seattle. And, I, you know, I want to I wanna believe. And if he's if he's he is the best wide receiver ever, if he goes at, drafted in the fourth round, <laughs> as far as physical talent is yeah. concerned, because he's got tremendous, tremendous talent and a great value there. And if you like it, then go get him. Uh, I, I I couldn't argue with that. Yeah, I agree with your points on Marquise Brown. I just you, 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 when you're drafting him, you're drafting him on the sheer possibility that it all comes together with Kyler uh, being old teammates. He his skill set is different than everyone on the team, where he is the deep ball threat guy, um, and he and he's pretty damn good at it, as we saw in when he whenever he and Lamar were able to hook up in in Baltimore. Um, so he definitely he definitely has the upside um, to 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 get out of this tier and, and, and possibly be a high end uh, wide receiver too. Um, when Deion, because Deandre will eventually be back this year. I don't think he could break that wide receiver one mold or uh, wide receiver one um, top 12, but I think he definitely has that ability to be a solid wide receiver two for your team, which is where we're at in this, in yes. this, in this tier. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And, and another, so yeah. And then another question I had, cause I can't remember. And we have a lot of guys in this tier did you have Adam Thielen in this tier? Yes. Okay. I I was wanted just wanted to ask because I I've, I've been told by some people that they think that this offense could possibly <laughs> a top ten scoring offense in the league, yeah. and so I just wanted to make sure we we had their their number yeah. two wide receiver in in somewhere I, up here. So yeah, I, I think he is solid. It may have the best floor. Of any, I, I to me, he's got a better floor than uh, Jalen Waddle. Although I don't, I don't disagree that Jalen Waddle is 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 going to be a good player. Um, but they both kind of face the same thing, right? He's got Justin Jefferson on his side, uh, and Waddle has got Tyree Kill on on his side, and so I, I think that's what brings him into this tier. But yeah, I, I, I and as I said when we talked about the Vikings. In a PPR league, this is a guy that could actually be a wide receiver too for you pretty quickly and just be solid at it. He's they are targeting more in the red zone, but again, it's a risk. But definitely, um, again, he's one of these guys that in the fifth in the fifth round, bottom of the fifth, top of the sixth, you need to be targeting 
as your second or third wide receiver. Uh, certainly wouldn't be uh, wouldn't hurt my feelings to have him as my wide receiver too, if I if I've already picked up that tight end or high quarterback, and I've got two running backs, two wides, uh, a tight end, um, and a and a and a and a quarterback. Picking him up there in the sixth, that would be I, awesome. That's not a yeah, bad draft at all. Yeah, I agree. I think I think people are just staying away from Thielen because he's just not that flashy, sexy pick. He's an old man. He's he's just, but he's just <laughs> he's just gonna be a little slow on the field, but he's gonna produce. And he's those guys are still those these all these guys are talking about even even the lower guys that we're saying stay away from. They they become values at some point in drafts, and so any guy anybody at wide receiver two and a wide receiver three is essential to you winning your league so we're not saying these guys don't matter yes. but i think adam Thielen, yeah having him as a wide receiver two obviously maybe you'd love to have him as a wide receiver three on your team um but even as a wide receiver two i think you don't feel comfortable about the pick but i think during the season you're going to realize how stable of a guy he is he's just a he's just yeah two years away uh in 2020 he was the wide receiver eight um he took a step back last year he finished as 28 i believe um and and but that goes along with just having Justin Jefferson and you can you can tell yeah Justin Jefferson he was out yeah, a little bit Jeff, last yeah year. Justin Jefferson's rookie year maybe they're more of a 50-50 split all right Justin Jefferson's second year true the true breakout we saw Thielen take a dip Justin Jefferson rose I think now you're going to see not not a 50-50 anymore but you'll see a better Adam Thielen this year I think um than last year so yep I agree all right well, those are our top 30 wide receivers. Um, we're going to cover uh, the next 30 wide receivers in the next podcast because, as we said, uh, we're going through good value here. This is where you build your bench strength right here, and you're looking for those guys that, hey, he could have that breakout year, give me a solid floor in case I do have a one- to four-week injury for somebody or I need to get somebody to trade with uh, later on. This is where you build your depth right here, get your flex guys going. Um, so, Jake, I'll say this and, and something to think about and for our, our listeners to think about. I think it's interesting that we did not have a single rookie wide receiver in the top 30. No, we did not. And we didn't have a single and Chiefs wide receiver in the top 30. I, exactly. I, thought about, I thought about mentioning Juju, but I figured holding off here and that, that way I got even more time to talk about him next next episode. So. Let me... Let me say this. We will be talking about him early yes, we will. on our yes, next podcast. Will. Early on our next podcast. <laughs> so I think that's it for us. Crazy Legs, you got anything I else? I got nothing more for the people. All right. All right, my man. Well, uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Hopefully, we've given you some good information. Y'all stay safe out there, and we're out. Cash out. Peace. That went pretty well.